The reason that I just said a special kapitel to Hillam is because when you discuss a sensitive issue, you need special siyata d'shmaya. Especially if it seems like I'm being critical, then it, it's very easy for people to misunderstand me, get defensive, miss my point. Who am I? To, to comment on this, and, and I, I, I didn't do this for a long time, many years, that I really held myself back until I discussed it with my Das Taira. And they said that, you know, if you have something to say that could save lives, there's a chiv to do it. Even at maybe risk to myself. The famous story that the Belzerebbe, I think it was Erbarla, he specifically did not join Agudas Yisrael, even though he supported it. And he said, because when you're in something, you can't really criticize it. He said, I'm going to stay on the outside, and I'm going to criticize it. I'm going to make sure that it's as good as it's supposed to be. I'm giving you my perspective. I don't need headaches, and I'm not looking to criticize this is how I see this very delicate situation, and I'm giving a big hakdama and, and davening to Hashem that nobody should get offended and nobody should feel that I'm judging or attacking anybody. <clears throat> I work with so many therapists, so many mental health professionals, so many askanim, so many rabbanim, I'm not an organization, I'm just a private person. And I had a big schus, I have a big schus to, to, to deal with so many people that are in the field. I probably send more, more people to therapy than any individual person. There are organizations that do referrals, but as a private person, I probably refer so, so much more to therapy at the right time, at the right place. I'm a very big fan of therapy. Some of my best friends are therapists. But there's a problem. First of all, the first problem is I'm not really sure that the therapy world should have ever had a training to teach therapists how parents should deal with rebellious children. Therapy is be'etzem for a person who's coming to a therapist, a mental health professional, who has problems, whether they need a, a therapist or a psychologist or a psychiatrist. And they're saying, please help me with my problems. And for that, therapy is gewaldic. If you get the right therapist and the right type of treatment, how to control someone else? I don't see how this was ever part of the therapy model. When parents say, I have a rebellious child at home, I'm not sure where it came from that the therapy world should say, oh, we will advise you on how to deal with that. I'm not sure what it has to do with therapy. Therapy is how to help somebody deal with their pain and their trauma and their own self. How to deal with chinuch issue, education, parenting. I'm not really sure how it ever became part of the therapy world. And I, I've done a lot of studying of therapy. I've spoken to a lot of therapists. I don't believe it ever needed to be a part of the therapy world. You don't go to a therapist about that. Maybe a parenting coach, perhaps. I don't know. But somebody who trains in therapy, in mental health, a psychiatrist, a psychologist, any, any kind of mental health professional that goes for years to school to learn how to treat nefesh adam, to learn how to treat the mental health of their patient. I don't see what that has to do with how to control your out-of-control teenager or young adult, how to deal with kids who are suicidal, how to deal with other people. And yes, it is part of it. And I'm just saying is 
I wonder if that had to be that way. That's number one. But now we have a problem. And again, I'm just I'm telling you as a private person without any agenda. I'm just sharing. I want to give an introduction. There's a guy who's about five years younger than me. I would say this is probably 10 years ago where he was advising a family and then they came to me and then he called me. He really attacked me with all of his skills and he's smart, top, top therapist. And he really attacked me and everything that I hold and believe with all of his skill. We were on the phone for two hours. I was trying to explain this. I was trying to explain that. And he was saying, no, you have to put consequences on the child. Otherwise, they'll never change. You have to have boundaries. You have to have rules. If a child won't listen to the rules, then they lose the right to be in the house. And I tried to explain that we can de-escalate the situation and we can get them to to abide by the rules, but just in a different way and not by going head to head and fighting and the contracts aren't working for our kids and all of that. And it, it just escalates the, the situation and all the, the damage that we've seen, all the kids that are lost, all the kids that are dead, Rahman al-Litzlan, all the damage done for no reason to the parents, to the other kids, the, the, the house on fire. And, and, and two hours, I, I, I didn't get anywhere. Neither did he. Because what I'm doing is built on experience. I had no agenda. When I started working with kids, I wasn't trained. I didn't learn from anybody. I had a crazy idea to open a home. Didn't make any sense. And I learned from them. And then parents started coming to me and I said, I think you should do it this way. I think you should do it. And it started working. And if, and if parents weren't successful, I wouldn't be here today. Nobody would refer to me. Rabbanim wouldn't keep coming down and, and speaking to the parents. Rabbanim wouldn't keep on sending me other parents if the first crew that they sent to me were, were not matzliach. There are Rabbanim who are working with me for, in the parenting department, let's say over 10 years, 12 years. They have their referral service. They know that they've sent people to me and they know that none of our kids are in jail. None of our kids are, Baruch Hashem, have committed suicide. They know I'm very open that we, of the kids that we lost, Rahman al-Litzlan. We lost two kids when the parents were in training here who, who did everything right. And I've spoken about that. And we lost three kids years later. The kids were already stable and from and they slipped back. And, and they also know that statistically as painful as it is for our TP family and for me personally, because I become so attached, of course, it hurts so bad. But statistically, it's not even 1%. We have no kids that are homeless. We have no kids in the jail, in jail system. We, we, we de-escalate. We're doing a good job. I had no agenda when I learned what it is that works. And especially, I never take cases until they first go to the therapy world. It's only after that doesn't work that parents came to me. I was always the last stop. And I have over, over 600 audio and some video testimonies of parents. And you can come and you see them here. And they tell you their story. There was one family, they went to 64 people before coming to me. 64 times that they cried and and, and shared and uh, Rabbanim and therapists and everyone. 64 people until Reb Chaim Kanievsky Zatzal gave them a bracha to come to me, which is recorded. You know what that is? So it's not like I popped up and I said, oh, I know the answers. No, I, 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 I said, okay, you tried all that. It didn't work. Let's try this. And, and it started working. So whatever I'm saying is, is my experience and the same experience as, as many people who, who didn't come with an agenda and who humbly accepted the feedback from the actual patients to see what works and what doesn't work. I sit here with parents. If what I say does not work, you all know about it. I don't do the, I'm not, I'm not doing these things in secret. I don't have HIPAA problems. Everything is open. We have over 150 Kenyirba kids who are Shemitari Mitzvahs just from the Tipi family. Then there's more from, from the, the cousins. A lot more. 
So on every level we'll bring Matzliach and, and, and that's why we have a Mahalach. But by all means, first go, go to the professional world. 90% of the calls that I get, I don't get involved with because it's not what I call stage four. And even in group, many times you'll hear me say, I think you should go for a second opinion. And many times you hear me say, well, let's break it down. 99.9% of the people out there in the professional world would tell you, kach v'kach v'kach, this and this and this. I know what they would say. And if you if your heart tells you to follow them, go to them. I can only tell you what's been working for me, what I've seen, and so many times in group, and I'm not here to pump myself up, how many times a day are there parents that say, wow, Avi was right. I know how kips think, I know how they feel, I know what they need. And it happens to be, it's totally in line with Das Taira. And that's why I have a collection of over 5,000 authentic Divrei Taira and stories from authentic Adailam. I'm putting together a book. I hope it's going to come out soon. Chelek the first volume is about, I don't know how many pages, 900, 1,000 pages. Um, one, it's probably going to be one out of five out of five volumes, and you see over and over again, we're doing mamish what the G'daylam of yesteryear said, and everybody here is doing everything with their Das Torah. We're the only place in the world that we don't do anything without every person's individual Das Torah on top of my Das Torah. I have smicha in this Indian, authentic smicha, to give advice in this area, written from so many G'daylam, real authentic G'daylam who have stated it publicly, who have who've done videos, who have spoken publicly. Okay, not every gadol is going to agree on anything. It bothers me, though, that there are some gadolim that say negative things about me. Come here and sit here for two, three hours and, and see the results and understand what we're up against. I only deal with pikuach nefesh, with kids that have a psak and, and a diagnosis that they are in grave mortal danger to life. And I still don't rely on my own psak from my smicha that I have in this Indian. I don't know anything else, by the way, but in this Indian, I have smicha. And I don't rely on it. I double-check everything with every person's das taira. So the Satmar people here, they have, their, the Satmar Rebbe sent them and gave them and gave them a, a dayan that's going to paskin for them. All the way down to, I don't mean down, all the way to the other side, from everywhere, nobody's doing anything against Das Torah. Sorry for such a long introduction. I, I just want to be so careful not to offend anyone. I have the highest respect for Erlicha from Jews that decide to make a living by dedicating their lives to helping people. And even if you get paid, every second you're going to get schar for helping people. And I recommend to therapists, and I am friendly with therapists. I want to say the end of that story. That guy that argued with me for two hours, after several years I met him, and he came over to me and he said, I want to apologize to you. I stopped doing what he was doing then, CBD, CBD, CBD. <laughs> you should do CBD, CBT, DBT, talk therapy. I stopped completely, and I only do trauma work, and you're right, and I was wrong. Sitting, sitting with the training and looking at it a certain way, he was only able to see something. But sit in this room and have to deal with the consequences of, of that other advice, it's a different world. Here's the issue. You have Erlicha b'nei Teira, Erlicha from men and women that choose out of all the ways to make a living, they choose to become therapists, mental health professionals, you have some of them that are mamish geniuses, brilliant, from Erlach, B'nai Taira. It's wonderful. The best way to live your life is helping people. And the Sfarim say that even though you're getting paid for it, you get schar for helping someone. There are stories about that from Tzadikim. Fine. What happens when you have an Erlach of Frum, man or woman, who goes into this field, 
And then parents who are from parents come to them and they ask them a question. What should I do? My 14-year-old, my 15-year-old, any age is rebelling. What should I do? And on the one hand, they have a training. That's why most of the therapists are saying the same thing. They have a training that they got on how to deal with it, which is usually rules, consequences, and boundaries. Okay? But on the other hand, they're from. And the parents are from. And we have a Torah. And we have advice. So how can it be that the from therapist doesn't offer that advice also to the parents? In other words, my Goyesha professor taught me to tell you this and this, but I just want to tell you as a from person that you should just know that Rav Steinman Zatzal said to do that. The Chazanish said to do that. Or whichever your Gadol is. Not only that, I've spoken to so many of them and they don't even know it. So they're in a field and they're learning only from the secular side, from the professors and, and, and all of that, and they're really dedicated. And then they learn their dafyami and their from and all of that, but they don't know the sugya of nefesh adam. They don't know the sugya of how to deal with rebellious children or, or, or yidin that are rebelling. They don't even know the maramakaymis. And, and those who are my friends, I tell them, please, why, why don't you know this? How could you be in a, in a field and not know what the Chazanish said about it? And if you don't know, you should know. And if you do know, how do you negate it? Especially when giving advice to from parents. They're coming to you because they don't know what to do. And, and you're giving them advice and they, and they're looking at you as, as a from person. They expect you to give them the advice that's also apitaira. And even if you can't give only apitaira, but at least mention it. But how do you negate it? Isn't that lifna'ivr le'sitein mechshal? By not mentioning to them that I'm going to give you advice that I, I learned in, in college and in, in, in my studies, but I just want to tell you that Rav Pam said to do this and this and this. It, because you're going to say, well, they're not coming to you as a rabbi, but they're coming to you because you're not a guy that went to school. You're a from person that went to school, so you know this Indian. And how could you give advice, even besides for that, how could you give advice that goes against the Torah? How could you give advice that goes against Das Torah? You can't do that for a living. And you're not even telling them, and you may not even know. When it comes to the sugya of controlling out-of-control children. They asked the Chazan Ish what to do. They asked Rav Pam what to do. They asked the Baal Shem Tov what to do. They asked Rav Chaim Kanievsky what to do. They asked Rav Steinman what to do. They asked, I have thousands of stories, what to do? How could it be that a Frum person is going to give advice to Frum parents in a sugya that we have a Messiah, and not even mention it. And these parents, they don't just walk away thinking that you're telling me what the Goyim do. They, they, they're coming to you because you're from, because you're Erlich. And you are from, and you are Erlich. How could you not tell them what the Torah says on how to deal with their painful situation? And what are you to do? Because on the other hand, you're also a professional. And you have to, you have a license on the wall. You can't give advice that goes against what you taught. Maybe that's a problem. Maybe you have to recuse yourself and say, I can't really advise on this because my religious Messiah tells me one thing and my teaching tells me something else. Or maybe you could realize that the Das Taira, the Messiah of Taira understands this child better than the teachings Someone asked me, there are times that my advice goes against regular mental health professionals. So there could be 10,000 of them. So you have a seesaw, right? And you have 10,000 on one side, you have one guy on the other side. Okay, I have a few people on my side also, by the way. But 
I'm not doing it because of them. I'm doing it just myself. I'm telling you my experience of what works, and I'm going to hold your hand. And if it doesn't work, then I'm with you. And Baruch Hashem, it does work. But how do you have the guts to give advice to parents that goes against 10,000 people? So, first of all, the answer is that before I, I got involved with this, I, I, I started showing them what I learned from the kids who came to me, who lived by me in Home Sweet Home. I have real life experience. I'm not an armchair philosopher. I wasn't looking out the window and saying, oh, I think we should just give money for this or that. And oh, I think, you know, I don't know why I said oh, I think with a funny accent. I guess I'm thinking of the guy, the armchair philosopher with the pipe. That's not what happened here. I opened a home. I moved kids who were who were homeless and who were thrown out of home. Some of them were atheists. Some of them shmad. One of them shmad. He was Christian. I, I did the work. I took the achrayis. I brought them into my house without any hadracha from anybody except for my Rosh Hashiva, Rosh Shmuel Kamenetsky, Shlita, who I called before I opened up. I said, I need das Torah. And he held my hand and answered any shilas. But as far as the day-to-day operations of how to take kids who until that day were anti-terror, most of them, anti, and drug addicts, and bring them into you, and that most of them are clean. Their clean date is the day they moved into home sweet home. Not most, all. None of them went back to the street on drugs. None of them committed suicide. Almost all of them graduated from. So I don't have a right to an opinion? Of course I have a right. I did the work. And it could have ended badly, because I had no idea what I was doing. I just saw kids and I just felt I want to help them. But the fact is that my mahalach worked. It worked to help them emotionally, physically, they didn't kill themselves, they got healthy, emotionally, psychologically, and spiritually. And those are the facts. Here, Right over there is the album from every year of Home Sweet Home. You can meet them. They're out there. 95% graduated Shemit Torah Mitzvahs. And I had no Torah or Mitzvahs as part of the program. The volunteers can give testimony to what they saw happen. What we saw was miraculous in every sense of the world. word. On the one hand, I had the whole mental health world when I, I didn't know them, but afterwards I, I went to a meeting with a, a lot of them about something. They were questioning me. You, you, don't, you don't send the kids to AA? No. You don't send the kids to rehab? No. You don't detox them in a detox place? No, but some of them were doing, it wasn't really heroin and crack, that, that level. I didn't take that. I, it wasn't, didn't really exist in those days from the kids that, I, from, anyway, they didn't, they didn't come to me. But cocaine is bad. Doing coke for, for a year, for two, including weed and party drugs and all of that stuff and crazy, crazy, crazy behavior and getting thrown out of house and, and threatening to kill your family and violence. I dealt with all of that. And you, you just, you just took them into your, into home sweet home. And then Shabbos, they came to your house, and every night you had volunteers who had no training take them out for fun, and 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 this worked. So th- there was a huge question on that side, not questioning me in a in a in a bad way, but like, whoa, what are you doing? Do you realize all those organizations that are so busy with detox and AA and rehabs and trauma centers? I'm not against it. I'm not against anybody. I just didn't use any of that. It didn't. I don't know if it existed. Uh, when I opened up Home Sweet Home in 2003. I just tried to help people. I took them in. I had a mahalach, making them feel good. No pressure to conform. Bring them into your house. Make them feel loved. Every night was fun. From from guys who had no expectations of them. No shachras min chamarv. No put on tefillin. I'm not Labavitch, you know. And woo, who would have thought? I never thought that. I, I had no expectations. I didn't expect them to be from. I didn't expect anything. And one after another, you know, the first 10 all graduated from. It was terrible for business. It was terrible for business. This kid came to check out, this rough kid, you know, he's 16-year-old, tough punk. He's checking out the house and that, and he tells me, yeah, my, my rabbi, rabbi guy made, dropped me off, made me come here, but I'm not coming here. I said, Why? He says, Because I know the guys who came here last year, and, and they all, you made them all from. I'm not coming here. So I looked at him in the eyes. I told him the truth. I said, I promise you, it was a mistake. <laughs> it's true. I had no idea they're going to be from. I had no idea that they're going to all of a sudden want, in, within one year, 
miracles. I didn't know that they're that they're not going to steal and they're not and they're not going to go back on drugs. I didn't know that they're going to stay off. I didn't know anything. But I did the work and I learned something. The piece that's missing inside of them, I learned what it is. Not from a professor, not from a, a storybook, not from anybody, just from myself, from doing the work. My kids grew up with this their whole lives. They saw it. They saw the kid come in angry, cursing at the Shabbos table, out of control, smoking in between every course. And, 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 and then a year later, most of them, Edel, Edel, sweet, kind, from, they saw it happen. So yeah, I'm entitled to an opinion. So when parents started coming to me, I, I told them, the piece that's missing is the love and the acceptance and the support instead of looking at them as bad. That's pretty much the whole thing. Yeah, but 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 he's using a razor. Yeah, I understand that. If, if Tyra lets you buy the razor, you should buy him a razor. If Tyra says no, then I understand we have a Tyra problem. Let's speak to your Rav. He brings Trave home. Yeah, I understand it's very painful. The peace that he needs inside inside of him is called tmicha, supporting him. Then he feels your love. Then he feels, but only what the Rav says. Ask the Rav, you're allowed to buy treif, you're not allowed to buy treif. If you're allowed to, that's what you should do. If you're not allowed to, you do as much as you can according to the Torah. Nothing more, nothing less. Mask him? Sure. And and that's what happened. And And without me advertising, and I didn't want to see parents, as you know, they started reaching out to me. And then people say, Avi, Avi Fischl, I'm like, who, you want to help them? Why are they coming to me? I never, I never advertised. Five, 10, 15, 20, 30, after 40 couples came, I realized, and they came without even knowing each other. It was like, it was just like individuals that reached out. They were going everywhere and, and they found a home and they found success, Baruch Hashem. So how could one person basically, I mean, again, I have more people on my side. By now, a lot. But what I'm saying is not because of, of those people. It's because of what I am saying. How could I say something that goes against 10,000 or I don't know how many from therapists we have? And they're brilliant and they're from and they're erluch and they will argue with me. So how do you fight that? I think the answer is very simple. How do they know what to do? And the answer is because they went to school and they learned Oh, they learned from a system on how to deal with a rebellious teenager or young adult, whatever. And the school taught them what to do. So they're all not 10,000 or 20,000 or 100,000. They're one. They're one mahalach that's taught to them from the school. How does the school, how did the professor know what to do, how to fix and heal a rebellious teenager to get them to be a successful adult? How do they know? How do they know what advice to give? Because they did research, just like you, Avi, did research, more than research. You opened a home. They, there's a billion dollar industry. They've done tons of research with much bigger than what you've done. Correct. But they've done research on Goyim. And I did research, more than research, on Jews. And what I did works for from kids who grew up from. It's a whole different world. Besides the fact that we have to have emuna, that a yid is different than a guy, and that we have an ashama, and that we have a soul. Besides for that, which is really, it's a big deal, because we really believe, again, we believe, we know, that all these kids are chelak elakam imal mamish. So don't compare me to, to how you're going to deal with this person from this neighborhood. It's a different Bria. That's what we believe. It could be offensive to, to not from people or to Goyim, but to from therapists it's not offensive. That's what you believe also. So how do you apply something that was done research on a rebellious guy on a Jew that we believe is a chelik alakai mamish, chelik alakai mamish, Number one. Number two, our kids grow up completely different than Goyim. I'll bring you a raya. I'll bring you a proof. Ask an, a random guy, how many WhatsApp groups are you on? Do you know that uh, 
about six years ago, we, when WhatsApp started happening, I went into the Verizon store, where there used to be a Verizon store, and I was speaking to him about WhatsApp, and I had a question, and he said, call Verizon. I called up, the guy said, I don't know what WhatsApp is. Guyan really didn't use WhatsApp. It, 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 they do now, maybe, but in the Yiddish community, WhatsApp was like fire. It just caught on fire. Ask a guy, how many WhatsApp groups do you have? Ask a Yid, how many WhatsApp groups do you have? Come on. We are so interconnected. Every every Yiddish person is on, you have a family, then you have the cousins, then you have the, just the nephews and nieces, just the girls, the women's chat, then you have the cooking chat, then you have the shtibel chat, the shul chat, the block chat, the bungalow chat, the shul chat, then you have the other shul chat that's only... Serious, there's one for jokes and one for serious. Then you have the other one that makes fun of the other one. Then you have the chaplain chat, then you have the solo chat, the showman chat, the news chat. Come on, how many groups are you on? What does it mean? What's my point? Most of the Gaisha kids who are broken, if you look at their structure of their family, they don't have this tree with roots going back to Harsinai. They don't have grandparents on both sides and and 30 cousins and 50 cousins and big families. They don't go to a school and a community. All these things are, 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 are things that emotionally bind you to your family, to your community. Go to shul. Maybe they go to church on Sunday. How can you compare it to shul? We have cholent. We have kiddush. We have community. We live together on a block. We go to we go to bungalows. We spend. They don't do that. They don't spend time together. They're not a ravim farmished one with the other. They're not mixed. They don't have. They don't have the family systems that we have. They didn't go to a school that what that the, the parents paid two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in tuition, and with thirty kids in the class that are just like them with parents who are Erloch and Frum, or Hasidish, or Litvish, or Yeshivish, they don't have that. They don't have exposure to G'daylem. How could you compare learning how to deal with an out-of-control kid that has 1.3 siblings, and and a mother, and maybe a father, or not a father, and... and I don't want to make fun more where, where this research comes from. To, to an upstanding Jewish family, rich or poor, we're upstanding, we have values, we have morals, we have mitzvahs, we're busy, we have sukkahs, we have Pesach, we have shvuahs, we have family time, we have Hanukkah, we have Purim. Yeah, it's true, they have uh, Halloween. And so you're taking the research done on a different bria, on a different system, on a different... A whole different mentality, and you're applying it to a Yiddish kid from Bar Park, from Williamsburg, any Yiddish kid, young Israel also doesn't matter. Any Yiddish kid, it's we, we, that's how I could argue with them. The mentality that they have, which may work for their children, even if it does work for their children, does not work on a Yiddish kid, on a Yiddish child. For the Chelekel Kamimau part, that we believe is real, that he's Be'etzem Toiv, and all of you learned therapists know, you learn at least in Siva Shalom, right? I'm sure you do. And Tanya, and everything, that we're Be'etzem Toiv. Be'etzem is Kol Yehudi, who Chelekel Kamimau is Be'etzem Toiv. What about all of that, and all the Midrashim, and everything? We're Be'etzem good, we're Be'etzem godly. Every one of us was in Har Sinai. And you're going to take what what their what their advice is on 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 a different bria plus a different family system, and you're going to apply it to a Jewish family. Plus, when it doesn't work, they dig in. Okay, more, 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 more. I don't I don't want to talk. I'm not here to talk bad. I'm here to ask a question. What does a from mental health professional do when they're giving advice on a subject that the Torah 
has clear advice, which is contrary to the Goyish advice that their professor told them. What are you meant to do? Because if you take my over 500 TP families who have ended up here because the advice that they got did not work. I'm nobody's first call. And the kid went from stage one to stage two to stage three. I don't even touch it till stage four. And even in stage four, a lot of people, especially years ago, didn't call me or didn't know about me or didn't want to come to me. I guess because I'm free. So they slid through the hands of of the spiral of so many professionals. Do you understand how many parents that came here paid between three and ten or more mental health professionals before coming to me? They're not starting off with me. I got to pick up all the all the ones that fall through the cracks. And halavayu should work. Halavayu advice should work. Then I, I can go back to, to, to my life, whatever it was, before, before all of this happened. I'm not against you. I want you to be successful. But, but what happens if you're not successful? You dig into it more and more and more. And, and we're losing kids. Let's go back to the question. Do you know what the Torah outlook is on a rebellious child? You have to learn the sugya. And then the question is, what are you supposed to do when from parents come to you and they're begging you for advice and they're in so much pain, do you not tell them what the Torah says because you have to tell them only what the professor said? Or could you at least do both? Or are you, maybe you should just tell them, listen, I'm taking off my, my professional, I just, my professional hat. I just want to tell you what Riff Pamzatzal said. I had I had a therapist that called me and he was challenging me. So I said, hold on one second. Where are you from? Where did you learn? He learned in Torah Vedas. Erlich, from, probably knows, I mean, he knows much more Torah than I do, no question about it. And and Gutskite, he's good, and he dedicates his life to help people. And he's arguing with me about what parents should do when the child is rebelling. So I said, hold on. What did Rav Pam say about this? You're Rosh Hashiva. He said, I don't know. I said, I'll send it to you. I sent it to him. And I said, let's learn it together line by line. It's only two pages. Clear hadracha from Rav Pam. I said, so I'm giving the parents the hadracha that your Rosh Hashiva gave. Correct? He said, yes. And you're giving hadracha against what your Rosh Hashiva, your Gadol Adar, in his sukkah, his, he has a picture, you know, that's what you, you know, where, where someone's from, who their Gadol is. His picture is Rav He has a picture of him in Yeshiva with Rav Pam. It's the biggest thing in the world. And you're giving advice, Keneged, what Rav Pam specifically said and out, outlined exactly. How, how could you do that? And if you're a Satmara therapist, I know what the Divriyayal said. And if you're, wherever you're from, I know what the Ravadi Yosef said. I know what the Chaim Kanievsky Zatzal said. Uh, Zatzal and all of them, I'm sorry if I'm not saying it properly. I know, I know. And the Badal Chaim Toivim, I know what the Shmuel Kamenetsky Shlita says. And I know what the Geshen Edelstein Shlita says. Zikne Hadar. In the 90s, Kanayna Harazel Zayin Gazunt Admei Vesem Shana. And you're giving advice, connected what they say. And a lot of them will say, no, I spoke to him and he said, because that's a different discussion. I'm not, I'm not trying to hurt you. That's why I, I said it capital to before I started, because people get defensive. I'm on your side. You want to help and you want to be Erluch. So all I'm saying is you have to make sure that the advice that you're giving is for your own neshama that you're not giving bad advice, which we all daven, because we know it's a terrible sin to give bad advice. And I don't care how much you get paid and, how, and what school you went to, if your advice is connected you're over and avera. And you have to figure out what to do with this. Either say, I'm sorry, I can't give you advice. 
Or maybe you're allowed to get a heter to say, I'm going to teach you what the Rav said, what, what the G'daylam said, but then I'm going to tell you what my professor said, and then you could choose. But, but not to mention that we have a Taira, not to mention that we have a, a Messiah. I want to encourage you never to give advice, whether you're a mental health professional, whether you're an Askin. We have Askanim that dedicate their lives to saving people, they're tzaddikim. But some of them give advice in a sugya that goes against Astaira. That's a fact. Just learn the sugya. Do whatever you want. I don't care. I'm not looking over your shoulder. And one thing that everybody knows, I have a lot of people looking over my shoulder. I have a lot of people, they, they, I feel terrible because just come here and talk to me. But I don't look over anybody's shoulder. I'm not, I'm not criticizing people even if I feel that they're doing wrong. But I'm here to just create an awareness that if you care, if you don't care, you know where the off button is? You shouldn't have even listened until now. But if you care and you are an askin or you're a rav, you know how many rabbanim gave advice, kenege de chazanish, I had a very, very interesting story. I was on the phone with a rav, and the parents were not by me. He called me up, and he said, I want to discuss something with you. I gave advice to parents, kach 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 this and this and this. And I'm listening. I said, you know, I never get involved unless the parents are in front of me. He said, I know, I know, but I just want to ask you this type of question. So I said, well, do you know what Chazanish said about this? He said, no. So I, I said, let's learn it together. I sent him right away, Maisa Ish, the story. He said, oh, how could a Rav give advice to Ehrlich parents and Ehrlich Rav when he doesn't know the sugya? He doesn't know the sugya. He doesn't know the Maramakaimis. And it's so sad because it's so available. Somebody giving Chosh and Mishpat advice on business, whether you're an advisor, a coach, a mental health professional giving business advice, I don't know why you would, but let's say, or Rav. If you don't know the halacha of Chosh and Mishpat, if you don't know the Messiah and how things are done, why do you have to be in that in that field? And if you're in that field, Ashracha, but in order for it to be Vitaivlach, you can't give advice that goes against Das Taira. See, this guy, this guy, I'm sorry, this Chashavarov tells me, crazy story. The, the, the boy said that he wants a car. And the father said, you know what? I'm willing to buy you a car. But not if you drive it on Shabbos. How you talking? I'm going to go ahead and buy you a car that you're going to drive Michal Shabbos Bifahesi with a car that I'm paying for? Never going to happen. And the boy said, okay, no deal. And our relationship deteriorated. And he's angry and he's Michal Shabbos. And, that. and he went to his Rav. And the Rav told him, of course not. I mean, you're putting a gun in his hand? You, you're going to support Chil Shabbos Bifahesia? And then the Rav was talking to somebody and somebody said, you know, Avi would say you should buy the car. So he gets angry. I don't know why everybody likes to get angry. What do you have to get angry? You can get incredulous. You can get, hmm, let me speak to the guy. <laughs> gets angry. So he calls me up. What are you telling people? I said, what am I telling people? You would tell somebody in that situation to buy the car for a child who's going to be Michal Shabbos before Hesia? I have to put you in Cherem. I said, stand in line. So I said, can I respond? First of all, he had to calm down. I couldn't even tell him, please calm down, because he's a, a Rav. I said, let me read it to you. It's brought down in Maisa Ish, and Reb Gershon Edelson Shlita brings it down, Kama Vakama Pa'amim, so you can't even tell me, which it wouldn't work anyway to say it's outdated, because the Chazan Ish would, would remain for today also. But the God Adar is telling us repeatedly that it's, that this is, uh, current. Exact same story. And the father said, I'm not buying you a car. I'm not insane. I'm not putting Chil Shabbos into you. I don't, I don't want, first of all, I'm not helping you. And I don't want you to think it's okay. And why should you ever do tshuva if I support you? For all the reasons that, that normal people are sure are, are the right reasons. And I was once like that also. I was also once a normal person who would say the same thing and, and feel very, I used to feel, not really. 
כשהגיעה אל רבינו, when the question was brought to the Chazan Ish, he was מייעץ, the father, that it's כדאי to buy the child the car, even though the child said, and he will, drive the car on Shabbos בפרהסיה, כדי שתסקדל השפעוסוי עולוב. In order that by doing this, his influence on the child will increase. So you, dear Rav, or therapist, or if you don't understand this chazanish, then how could you give advice? He couldn't believe it. I had to show it to him, and he had to look it up, and he called me back and said, you're right. I said, forget about the fact that you got it wrong. How much thinking was going through your brain to reach this conclusion, and all that thinking was wrong. You were looking at the problem wrong, and therefore your brilliant mind, because he's a smart, brilliant person, your conclusion was wrong. The Chazanish looked at the whole problem differently, and therefore his conclusion was different, and then he passed in La Halacha different. That it's not Lifnei Yivu Michshel. And it's not Meseyeya Lidei Oivri Avera, which it looks like it's Meseyeya, it looks like you're helping him, No. So if you don't understand the problem and the solution to the problem, to heal the problem, to create that the child should come back, then how could you give advice? It's not just that you got it wrong. Your mentality is wrong. Your thinking is wrong. Your uptight of the sugya is wrong. Because you look at the child as B-A-D, as bad, that needs to be held in its place, and I'm not going to support bad behavior, because if I do, I'm giving the wrong lesson to the child. Yeah, you're all nodding your heads because you all heard that. What kind of a lesson are you giving him by supporting it? You're not going to buy her miniskirt. So you don't have to agree, but you should just know that. Reb Gershon Edelstein said you should. So just be, be don't, don't be angry and defensive. Just realize, hey, maybe Reb Gershon's right. The Chazanish said on Reb Gershon Shlita, that he doesn't even have a shminis of a shminis of gaiva. He's supposed to have one sixty-fourth of gaiva. He said he doesn't even have that. The Chazanish told Ibchaim Kanievsky, Zatzal, Sar HaToyra, to learn with Reb Gershin. So Reb Gershin Shlita, Zazayin Gazun, Toshiva Panovich, Gadol Ador. And, and somebody once made a nasty, not my gadol. First of all, I don't care if you're if if, if you hate gadolim and you have a problem. I don't. I don't. Every gadol is a gadol, but but he's authentic, right? I don't care if you're the other politics. Whatever. You're talking about a connection to the chazanish, and he tells you you should buy the miniskirt. So that means that your approach to the sugya is not tayridik. Why are you getting so defensive? You know it's not Tyridic. You know that your approach comes from what you learned in school, which comes from research done by Goyim. Well, I'm not offending you. I'm not screaming you're a Shagitz. I'm not screaming you're wrong. You're smart. You went to school. They gave you a book. They told you what to do. Again, remember the beginning. I'm not sure really why this is part of the world of therapy on how to control others. And you're doing what you're doing what you're supposed to do. And in many other fields... You're successful because of that. But in the field of controlling children, we have a Messiah. Where are you from? Tell me. Tell me I'll show you what Rav Pam said. You're from Panavish? I'll show you what they say. You're Hasidish? You're, where, where are you? Where, where are you from? Where's your Messiah? Why can't we follow our Messiah? So I'm begging you, if you're not ready to follow it, but at least learn it, and at least present it to the from parents that are paying you money or asking you advice if you're an Askin, and you ask on them, they mean L'shem Shemayim. But you have no right to advise from parents to do something that's treif, that goes against their belief. It's not even about you. Ask the parents. Ask the parents. Where do you belong? Where do you belong? You belong in Rach Mesrevk? You belong in... in, in, in uh, in, in Ribnit, from Ribnitz, where, where are you from? And, and, and do your research and say, well, this is what your Torah giant says to do. And if you want, I'll tell you what I think, and it's not, it's the opposite, but, but give them their information, because they're turning to you, they don't know. 
A dark cloud has ascended on Klal Yisrael for almost 30 years since the at-risk phenomenon hit us. A dark cloud that, that most people giving Aitzis, whether it's mental health professionals or Askanim or even Rabbanim, don't know what the Chazanish said. It's, I don't know what to do. I mean, it's inexcusable. It's so open, it's so out there. They don't know what the Baal Shem Tov said. And they, and they don't know what Rav Shem Shem Pinka said. And I'm not going to go through everything, because I have 5,000. It'll take us a long time. How do you not know Maramukhaimis? So, please, please, relax. Don't get, don't get defensive. I'm not trying to offend you. You could be great at doing CB, and DBT and trauma work and, and saving lives of people who come to you and all kinds of counseling and marriage counseling where both both people are there or wonderful, wonderful. When it comes to my sugya, the only sugya that I know, as a from person, make a Kabbalah that you're not going to give advice that goes against your Das Torah and or their Das Torah. In other words, even if your Das Torah says um, to eat Chal of Stam, but if they're Hasidish, you're going to tell them, oh, I bought this, but I just want to let you know, you can't eat it, it's, chal of, it's not Chal of Yisrael, right? So it has to be your Das Torah and their Das Torah, or their Das Torah. And anyway, they will say the same thing. Otherwise, how could you take money for this and give advice, connected the Messiah of the people coming to you for advice? I, I spent a lot of time here because I feel that there's so much underneath this and it's so sensitive I don't want anybody to to get offended I don't want anybody to take words out who is he I, I'm just telling you what I see and I know that the the from Erlicha therapists mental health professionals they want to do the right thing they're not going to say that they're not going to say who is he they're going to say oh uh, at the end of the day I am from I'm giving advice to from people let me check it out and then you can do whatever you want but you have to know what 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 Das Torah says, and if you have a Das Torah that says different, fine, okay. I hope that they're strong enough to counteract all these other things, and I hope that it works. Another problem that we have, we're talking about with with the amount of families that have come here, they've gone to somewhere between three and five thousand professionals and askanim or abanim in their journey before coming here, and when they came to me. They said, nobody ever told this to me before. But I'm like, but you've gone, okay, some, some of the professionals were Goyim, okay, but you've gone to from people, you've gone to from Rabbanim, you've gone to from Askanim, you've gone to from mental health professionals. They didn't tell you about this? No. And that, and that's what I'm here to say. And I'm interested in your feedback. I, I don't really want to debate. I just, I just want to tell you that from my perspective, what the Chazanish said really works. And, and we shouldn't be ashamed just because a professor is teaching us something who could be brilliant. It's based on research done on a different, a whole different animal, a whole different species, a whole different situation. Does not apply to our kids. And I gotta say that the advice of our real authentic Torah really works. And the proof is in the pudding. You can come to my training. You can come sit here with parents. I'm an open book. Come with an open mind. And take a look. And see, wow, from all the parents that follow Avi, not one kid is in jail. Do you know how many Jewish kids are in jail? From all the kids who follow, all the parents who follow Avi, there was not one suicide. Baruch Hashem, Hashem should continue to help us because Many of them, talking about hundreds, are suicidal. And it's Lavdafki, even if we do everything right, that we're getting there in time because parents come to me usually years after going down the wrong path of following people telling them the opposite stuff. If we would get this right from the beginning, the world would look completely different. If everybody would follow the Chazanish, or whoever you come from, I'll, I'll tell you what they say, I'll show you. We wouldn't have suicides. We wouldn't have organizations against us. We wouldn't have hundreds of kids in psych wards. Almost every psych ward in America has from people there. The whole world would be different. The street would be different. Kids wouldn't be sucked into the street because the street would be practically empty. We wouldn't have any enemies. 
Not small ones and not big ones. On every level. And most of the kids come back. And I believe they'll all come back. Eventually. And that's what the Baal Shem Tev believed. And that's what the Chazanish believed. And that's what all these Marmachimists believed. Chazanish said, You think it's over because he's Machal Shabbos Pefas? You know, you still need to have influence that he shouldn't marry out or that maybe he'll fast Jim Kippur. And if not now, your influence can cause that in five years from now. You know how many kids are coming back? And you're cutting off the influence by not supporting him in the name of Taira against the Chazanish. Chazanish said in the name of Torah, Hashem, he could speak for Hashem, wants you to buy him the car. And you, you little guy, are saying as a Frum person, representing Frum guy, no, you can't put a gun into his hand. It sounds very good, by the way. But it's just against the Chazanish and it doesn't work. And that's why we have so many kids marrying Goyim. We have so many Goyisha kids. We have so much going on out there. It's so busy. Shomer, Matzola, busy, busy. Why is this, like, why do you need me to, to tell Klal Yisrael that there's a Chazanish and there's 5,000 other Divritaira? I can't figure it out. I, I hope it's a schus that I'm, I'm opening the eyes of people to realize. You know how many fathers yell and scream at the kids and reject them and will not accept them and fight them and push the kids out of the house and push them into drugs and push them into the ground? Usually the mothers are better. And I'll I'll tell you something very sad. Please don't take this in a bad way, but it seems to me that the bigger, the wider the brim of the hat, the angrier the, the, the man is. I don't know the association of why anger has to do with the, the width of the brim. I don't understand this. Where does it come from? We have a time of devourer. We have, we have so much Torah out there that teaches us how to deal with this. And we have specifically on dealing with a child who's cursing you and all. We have, we had Rif Steinman, Zatzal and Awadur. How much more clarity do you need? Why would you not listen to what he said? He says exactly what to do. We had the Nesiva Shalom. Why do you think you're going to be more matzliach than listening to what the Nesiva Shalom specifically said? Why? Why would you eat? Why? And why is the starting point the Gaisha outlook? And then maybe, if you end up by me, okay, maybe we'll try what the, what this, what the Slana Rebbe said, who was Mayatzas Gedele Atayra, who Rav Shach said that he is the Mesilis Yisharm of our generation. Okay, I'm stuck. Maybe I'll give him a shot too. With a funny look. like They're telling you how to save your child. They're telling you how to save these parents' children. Why can't we accept that? Why is it so easy to accept what a professor says or what our gut feeling is, which is full of us, instead of just humbly following Das Torah, authentic Das Torah. And somebody called me up, he said, there's a certain Rav, and the Rav said to throw the kid out of the house, whatever. So I said, listen, I'm not fighting with anybody. I never fight. But even if you find that Rav, put him on the seesaw, put him on the scale, I have 5,000, I'll give them to you. I'll review them with you. And you think that your Rav He's more right than all of this. Now you have to listen to your Das Torah, but why don't you show this to your Das Torah? Why shouldn't you show? Why shouldn't because Das Torah doesn't even know the sugya. Rachman Litzlan, I know this guy. I called him. I said, what, "What are you hoping to gain? You're not. You're going to lose the kid." So then it gets into the whole thing. What about the other kids? So then that's a two-hour discussion, which I have. We discuss it. Chazanish didn't know there's other kids, or Eliashev didn't know, Chaim Kanievsky didn't know. It's ridiculous. There's no problem with the other kids. Yeah, they have Bali Taiva, they're all going to go off to Derek. I know somebody that went to Avi, and one kid went off, and the other kid went off, and another. So it's puzzle. First of all, different speech. Second of all, I know plenty of families that did not go to Avi and went the other way, and the same thing happened. So then you're not going to go there either? So where are you going to go? Kids don't go off because they're following. 
All the Askanim know that. It's deep pain. It's not easy to go off the derech. And nobody's following. Maybe they got there a day earlier. Maybe it was a drop easier. But there's something inside that's making them being ripped away from a Messiah that goes back to Har Sinai and from giving nachas to their parents and the grandparents and the aunts and the uncles and being the... This pain drives them out. People don't know the sugya, so they say, well, you can't do that. They're going to do that. They make up their own thing and they go against the chazanish. So I, I hope I'm being clear. And the most important clarity that I'm begging you is please don't get defensive. Don't think that I don't respect you. Don't think that I think I know better than you. I'm just telling you based on my experience of doing this day and night. And for parents that are out there, don't do anything to be marachic your child. Period. You will end up in such a different place of tsar that you can't even imagine. You can't even imagine. You think now it's about this. You can't imagine what's coming your way if you marachic your child. You cannot imagine. Just tonight I was on the phone with parents. The mother couldn't handle the two oldest daughters that were off the derech and doing bad things. And I don't blame her. And the hadracha was, you can't live here. They now, I can't say on tape where they're holding what they're doing. The level of pain is so much. We de-escalate the situation. We don't have any of that. At least we save that. We have peace and calm. Don't let anybody talk you in to the fact that the Chazanish's idea of Yenasu Lemashcham, Ba'avoysois Ahava, to pull them in with ropes of love, that's a lot of love. That's not, I tolerate you. It's not even saying, I love you. Nobody moves their life from one direction to another because you tolerate me. Beloy Lidchaisam Chalila. That's what he said. You ever hear that? God forbid, don't reject them. Yes, when you go, you can't do this in my house. That's rejection. You need a heter to do that. And and even if you get a heter, it's, you're going to lose in the long run. Because you need love. Not you're, you, you didn't break into your house and you have to protect your silver. You have to save this kid's life. Yes, when you go, when you give a look, they feel rejection. And you're making your own life worse. You're making your own life worse. You're upping the chances of having much more tsar and agmas nefesh. You know how many of those kids that were doing those terrible things, I'm talking about atheists, I'm talking about kids who shmad, I'm talking about kids who were mamish on fire, Rebels who are today just give the medicine that works and it fits in so much into the that tells us that we have to live with Rachum Khan and Erechapayim. Where's your Erechapayim when you. It fits in so much to the Adinos, to the sweetness of what a Yid is. We're not here to control other people. Chinuch was to. Do everything possible to educate the child to want what you want. But once they say, I don't want, it's a whole different ballgame. Now you have to get them to one day want. And that will never happen by fighting with them and controlling them. And I have a million stories of failure that people did stuff that I saw with my own eyes. And I have a million stories of success. And I have another million stories that are hanging in the balance. But at least if you're following the Chazanish, you go to sleep at night knowing that I'm doing the Ratzon Hashem. You ask Hashem, you say, Hashem, you're the third Shutaf. We are doing what the Chazanish said. And all the other ones. Just simple. Simple. Follow the Baal Shem That's what takes away spiritual problems. No, but you're going to do better by telling him, in my house you can't, and out of my hands you can't, and I'm not giving you money, and knocking the door at 11 o'clock, and you're going to be more successful than than all of these entire sources? No, you're going to eat it. You're going to eat your words. 
It's so painful for parents. They look back. I have so many parents, they come here and they cry and they say, I remember this one Rishkail was here. Two-day training I gave, 24 hours, in order to help them. Because otherwise it would take me at least a year to give them the information. They're in stage four. Every day is pikuach nefesh. So I'm like, okay, let's take off. Let me, I, I need three days, really. I'll take off days of our lives and let's go through the sugi from beginning to end and and try to understand what's really happening, for real. What's really wrong with the kid? Where, where is where is the missing? Because I found that piece that's missing and I found the solution to it. And it happens to be exactly what all the tires said. That heals the spiritual problems is the same thing that heals the emotional problems. It's the same thing that heals trauma damage. That makes you feel like you're nothing. We make you feel like you're the best, you're something. And it even heals most psychiatric problems. We'll talk about that a different time. I don't want to bite off too much. I'm just telling you the results. Hundreds of parents will tell you the diagnosis, psychiatric illness, uh, even bipolar. Forget about borderline personality disorder, shine. That's like for sure. Bipolar, multiple psychiatrists, right? I, I, I have their testimony. After three years in TP, less, less than it was like two and a half years. We don't know what happened. It's gone off medication. There, now, the therapy world says, oh, there's something called trauma. And if you went through a, tra- a childhood trauma, it'll look like mental illness. Good morning, America. More and more, the therapy world is mocked this. But 10 years ago, they were not. And they were very convinced that they were right. And now they realize they were wrong. But they'll still fight me until they realize that I'm right about this also, only about this. I'm wrong about everything else. Could be. But not this. They'll realize, wow. All they needed was feeling of acceptance in spite of the fact that they're not behaving properly. Wow. All they needed was what the Baal Shem Tov said and the Chazanish and Rav Pam and Rav Steinman. Wow. So I hope you'll take this please into your heart. It's not an attack. It's not my business what you do. I'm just sharing my experience with you. Shem should help. We should all be Zaycha to give good aids to people. We all have to Pray that that whatever advice we give should work. We should be zayichet to see success in our being miyayets people, and and to be saved chalila shlayavi takala from us that we shouldn't hurt anybody, and we shouldn't ever give advice connected open das really from the messiah that we all have. I wish you a lot of Hatzlacha. Please don't hate me. Otherwise, I'm going to need therapy. <laughs>